decided to to do a little prison podcast as a way to stay connected to the outside world, you know, in a rebellion against what the system otherwise wants of us, which is to be totally cut off from the from the free world, aside from the occasional letter or now JPay and uh, phone calls from loved ones and friends. So we figured, why not exploit that? Start laying down some of these, start documenting some of these, see if we can't reach a wider audience and... Uh, and, and rather than have our circle of connection and friends and family shrink, if we could actually create a miracle of all miracles and somehow grow it, to which we've uh, somehow been able to do. We've been pretty successful over the last couple of years. Ain't that right, Marla? Yeah, you damn right it is. Yeah, you damn right. Remember <laughs> when it was just you and I? That's right, I know. With my weird voice when we first started? <laughs> no, I mean when I first came down oh. and it was just... yeah. Yeah, it feels the like only, we have a whole new family now. The only phone calls I would make when I first came down were to you, to Amber, my sister. And after about, I think it was, I wasn't down for long before old Lindsay jumped in. Lindsay from Palm Bay grew up with her. She's part of the crew back home and knows everyone. Is the very first person to jump out, to jump on my, my JPEG and put money on the phone and has never stopped holding me down from day one. And this is before, you know, anyone knew, you know, the details of my case and all that stuff. She said, I don't give a shit about it. That's my brother. Yeah, and so I have so much love and respect for Lindsay and she reps NFTP hard. You know, she has stick she hands stickers out at the bar she works at, the restaurant she works at and all that stuff. And uh, so shout out Lindsay. Yeah. Big red. That's what we call her, big red. I was once in getting into a fight outside of a bar right there on uh US one in downtown Melbourne. It wasn't a fair fight. People were jumping in. And Lindsay, Lindsay's not a small girl. She's she's six foot tall and she's redheaded. So she's feisty. <laughs> she <laughs> um, broke her hand punching on a dude's head when they were trying to jump me. <laughs> I was killing I was fighting some people. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I should have her on the show one time to tell that story. Oh, that um, would be hilarious. But, yeah, Lindsay had a cast for a while. <laughs> Helping me out. <laughs> and, uh, I wasn't planning on, on uh, shouting old Big Red out, but well, much love, Lindsay. Yeah, Jeez, we I got to call her. I tried calling last night. Um, anyways, it started small, and here we are. So uh, I figure this week we're gonna we're gonna do a notes from the week. It's been a while since we just did a regular old update of how everything's going. The seasons are changing. It's it's got right now the sky is painted with that 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 special shade of depressing gray blanket that only Michigan. I feel like only Michigan can provide. There's a uh, geese. 
just constantly flying overhead. They know better. They're on their way out of here. Just thousands and thousands. I'm serious. Um, you, you might even hear some of them while we're laying this one down. But the seasons are changing. The time change bullshit happened. And here we are. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd forgotten all about uh, the gray skies, you know, living in South Florida for so long. When we moved back to northern Michigan and had our first winter, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about. It's like three months of uh, there's like no clouds. It's just like this weird monotone color. Um, but what I did like was the crisp crispness and the fresh air during the winter. Yeah, it's a. Uh... We're almost into we're almost in December, all right. We're a couple of days from December, and it wasn't but a couple of days ago that people were still out in t-shirts. It has been pretty summery. <laughs> it's 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 kind of scary how long it's stayed warm and, and sunny out here. If global warming wasn't a hoax, I would think that it had something to do with <laughs> with, with all the shit we've been pumping in the air over the last hundred. 50 years but I'll tell you know it's hard to complain about it when you live up here and you're like god damn global warming but still it's can it go just a little bit longer can <laughs> someone go rev a car, rev up their old Chevy or their Hummer out there just hold the gas down in neutral for a little while see if I can't stretch out a couple I mean yeah you gotta take the little wins, wins where you can get them so you got long Power, line, uh, do you have long lines at the phones today no, no, no. I'm actually doing this from the the back 40, which is rare. Usually I'm on the patio. Occasionally I'll be inside the unit, but I'm on the back 40 right now, standing right outside the way pit where I should be in, but duty calls, and this is my duty. That's so right. I'm here, and uh, yeah. No, no, no. The lines are long. That's one of the good things about the winter. When it gets really cold and snowy and shitty out, the phones are easier to access. So, um, yeah, that's one of the good things. So... At this time of the year, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of pebbles that re- have reached out to me over the years deal with different forms of uh, addiction or mental health issues or whatever it is. I get a real case of seasonal depression, and I, and I didn't even know that was a thing until I came back up to mid. Actually, it was when I went out to the Bay Area when I left Florida, right before I came to Michigan, I, I realized because it's sunny all the time down in Florida. I realized how much my my mental health, which wasn't exactly tip-top shape back then, how much that's tied to the actual weather. Do you have any of that? No, I don't really get seasonal depression. Uh, I'm I'm getting old, so I'm depressed all the time. <laughs> I don't... Are you? Because I feel like no. you were never really depressed. No. Like, I feel like that wasn't something you ever struggled with. No, uh-uh. No, I don't get it. I don't get seasonal depression. Okay. Well, I, I, well, I can see and understand how how it can affect your mood and your uh, mental health when you know when it's like gray and cold and damp all the time. So, yeah, it really makes me question free will because when I come outside and it's sunny out, I just I have a little pet in my step. I have a little. It's so weird. The sun is a uh, Joe Rogan has has a really has a really funny bit about the sun and about how strange it is. How it's this giant nuclear explosion uh, that holds us in orbit, and we're just on this blue rock going around this uh, this giant nuclear explosion. Uh, explosion, and if 
we're away from it too long, we get depressed, and if we get too much of it, it'll kill you. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that's, that's a good yeah, one. I think that's the only that's the most logical religion man has ever created was sun worship <laughs> because uh, <laughs> it's pretty uh, spectacular. So, anyways, when it gets like this, I have to kind of really make intentional effort to not like sink into to some of that to know that it's happening and really not not sink into that uh, well let me ask you this do do you notice it with other inmates this time of year that's interesting i don't know i feel like i feel like it's i feel like everyone's when you're in prison so much of your struggle or so much of your attention goes into making sure that your mind doesn't crack in half or slowly uh evaporate through tiny crumbling away of your of your mind every moment of every day and i feel like it's really it's really hard to kind of check in with where other people are are at and i think that's it's two it's multifold it's because you're 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 trying to hold everything together for yourself one but two and i'm just realizing this as i'm saying it the there's a real big poker face thing in here, right? And, and and by that I don't mean stoic, where you keep everything hidden, but more that I think everyone, I think so many people in prison, even more than the outside world, have are, are sitting behind a mask, and so it's hard to tell what's going really going on with people unless you're close with them. Um, if you live in a cube with them and you can tell something's different or if you're, or if you're one of your bunk, it's your, one of your bunkies or one of your close friends, you can, you know, I actually, uh, Justin said something to me yesterday when I, he wakes up later than me and he's right across the hall. He's like, are you all right? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, went to Hawaii. He's like, you sure? But we kind of had, I don't know, he did some shit that pissed me off, but, uh, I was in that mood, like, he's like, are you sure? You seem flustered, and I'm, which I wasn't flustered. I was annoyed, but, <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm good. And he's like, you seem, fl-. and I'm like, well, it's like that sometimes. I was like folding clothes. It's kind of hard to look tough, like, or angry while you're fold, <laughs> folding clothes without looking like a soccer mom or something. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's hard to to read people like that. And uh, someone, well, you you told me recently that I need to be nicer to people, right? Yeah. And uh, I've been kind of trying to, it uh, hit, hit me kind of hard. I've been trying to take that to uh, into consideration lately. Oh, good. Glad to hear that, honey. But you want to elaborate why I need to be nicer to people? Well, because you, when you, when you talk sometimes, you get frustrated and you project that frustration on the people you're talking with, and sometimes it's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. Also, I look like an asshole. Yeah. I'm like, you say? I'm just, <laughs> right. yeah, we're, um, on, we're on your side. <laughs> you're worried about me uh, coming off as a jerk, and I am a jerk. I can be a jerk sometimes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I... Uh, Here's the thing. I, I, I'm okay with, like, offending people or pissing people off It's it's when it's unintentional. So I kind of been trying to keep that in the back of my mind and not uh, be such a... Oh, nice. So well, what else is going on? How's your classes and stuff? You, you still got, got class. two classes. Yeah, well, I'm working on all the final shit. I wrote a children's book, which is part of the children's, the final for children's literature. And I, you're supposed to draw stuff with it, uh, do the animation. But when I ended up, when I started writing the story, 
which is, this is basically the premise. The premise is that there's this kid that is, it's, it's introduced that he's an almost entirely ordinary kid, except he's colorblind. And, you know, his whole, his whole world has been a black and white movie until about a couple months ago when the strangest thing happened for exactly 15 minutes. He, uh, and you don't know why as a reader, but you find out that uh, this special day, every other Saturday, he can see color for 15 minutes. And it turns out, as you get, you know, towards the end of the story, that it's when he talks to his dad who's in prison on the phone. And uh, he can see color when he's imagining, when he's talking to his dad. And his dad is also colorblind, you learn throughout the story, and, and that's where he got it from. And he doesn't tell anyone, but he doesn't know that his dad, the same thing happens to his dad when he's talking to to his kid. And so uh, it great. became so long that I was like, I can't really, I would spend way too, it would take way too much time to, to, to do all the illustrations and everything. And uh, so I wrote the, the professor and she said, well, technically you don't even have to do drawings, so just submit the uh, submit the story and that'll be good enough. But I did do a... You have one minute remaining. I did a cover page and it's got a telephone, like a prison telephone, like the old receiver sitting sideways at the top of the page and it's just like little bubbles of color raining down over the title, which is colors, and it's like dripping off of it and makes a puddle of, of like spectrum of rainbow colors and all that stuff. So I got all that ready. I'm turning that in today. Well, hopefully we'll put it up on the website here in a, Absolutely. In a couple of days. Sounds really so cool. People, so people can read it. But yeah, that's uh, got that going on today. They, there's been a big holiday break for all the classes and stuff. And there's some cool classes that are coming up next semester. Intro to psychology, some geography stuff that, that I'm kind of looking forward to. So yeah, that's the stuff that's going on. And this is incredibly fucking boring. You hear the keys? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 I do. Oh, how cool. I know. They know better. <laughs> they're out of here. I think they're flying the wrong way. They've been... Thank you for using GTL. Okay, so uh, we're back. We're back. And we're we're back uh, 20 minutes later rather than, you know, right away. Right. And, uh, Mom, you want to tell them what happened? I forgot to hit the record button. Mm. An important... Some would say at least, like, at least partially an important aspect of uh, recording a show. A show. <laughs> right, that big um, red button that's in front of my face. <laughs> Record. Yeah, and then now, now this is like the opportunity of the thing I was saying about being nicer and not being frustrated with people. Um, so now, like, I get to work on that. <laughs> I get to be forgiving and loving and say, you know what, Mom, we all make mistakes. There was some really great content. I know you guys won't believe it because the way the last call wasn't exactly the most stellar, stunning uh, uh, 15-minute segment of, of the Notes from the Pin Show, but there was some really good stuff yeah. on the last one. I yeah. know. So you guys will never know. That's just uh, that's gone away forever. <laughs> You want to you wanna recap? Yeah. So we were talking about how you came to this uh, aha moment recently, even amidst like all the gray cloudiness and um, the, the grayness that comes with winter and the holiday season. You were talking about an aha moment where you realized how important and how good it made you feel to be connected to the outside world. You didn't feel so alone and you did that. You get that feeling through the podcast. And we kind of talked about 
how it's different than the format of like um, Twitter or the website where you get to write, but when you actually use your right. voice, you don't feel so alone with the podcast. All right. Well, see, what happened was I had, um, oh, look at that. That's a little ad-lib. Uh, we started out with with Facebook, I think, like in 2014 or 15, or beginning of 15 into 14. Right. Um, and and we met some really cool people. We even met people, you know, across the, in other countries and stuff. And it wasn't just friends and family. We were blessed from the beginning on that tip. And then, then we started, started the website just to put out some of my clunky writings and just, just as a way to kind of to be, even though, you know, we, we figured not a lot of people are going to be going to it or checking it out, but just put it out there just so it's out there in the ether and whoever wants to stumble across it can. And then we met some, some good people, quality over quantity initially. And then we started a Twitter account and then that started to pick up some more momentum and then Stanhope and, and all these other people came along. And, but I started by saying, that you have to be more intentional about being positive when shit gets gray and cloudy. And whether it's just the, the season, the literal season, or just you're going through some shit. For me personally, I have to make an intent to focus on, like, remind myself. Because it's like my, my default setting, I think our default setting, is shit, right? It's like, this sucks. And we have a, and I, I think there's a, an evolutionary benefit to being pessimistic, right? I think I talked about it before. You know, when our ancestors, we're in the in the Kalahari Desert, you know, or the grasslands of Africa. Um, the guy who was content with the three good walls he built around his little structure to keep him safe from lions and hyenas, and, and, and focused on the three good walls and not the one shitty one. That guy didn't pass along a bunch of uh, a bunch of progeny to uh, to keep the positivity uh, gene flowing through throughout time. But the guy who couldn't rest because of a shitty wall and he just kept going this wall is fucked up though man this wall shitty i feel like that guy survived more so we're we bear the brunt of uh that guy's pessimistic survival trait and because of that you have to you have to choose intentionally to focus on positive stuff because it's not our normal setting right and part of that part of that i realized the other day that I think it started when I was going to talk about the whole seasonal depression thing. And I was going to tell, like, yeah, I'm going to... And then I realized, oh, I've I've told everyone that already. Like, I've told the pebbles no already. And then it made me... It, like, dawned on me. And I realized that uh, this podcast that started about, about almost two years ago is the first time that I felt like someone's been with me the whole time in the same way that you've been with me this whole time. Right? And I don't mean... I don't mean that they like they get to like consume some of the stuff I put out there, but I mean they've been with me when I came to the new joint when COVID hit and we got put on lockdown and then I got packed up and transferred and then moved to the new moved to this joint and I was in the shitty cube and then I joined I started college like so like all these steps that normally just you are there for that I can tweet about and I can write about. And it's really hard for me to describe. I didn't do the greatest job last time, and it's hard for me now, but I really feel like there's, for the first time in my whole prison bit, that there's a bunch of people with me. And it just dawned on me in, in like, a really, really significant moment of clarity where I was like, holy shit, they, they already know about this, and they already know about that, and they've been with me this whole time in a way that, you know, the... the the intentional written pieces that are thought out and written as a theme or, or the little snapshots of Twitter don't do. 
because on the phone, I get to shoot off at the mouth about every little thing that happened, about the way I was feeling and the way I, uh, the way I've been dealing with shit and what things have been bothering me, what things have been going good. And when, uh, I started dating Jen and like all these pivotal moments moments throughout my life, there's been a whole bunch of pebbles with me and I feel like they're with me. And I feel like the goal of this whole experiment, this whole rebellion of connection, it's like successful now through the podcast in a way that I never imagined. Not in a way that where you can point to, look, people are reading it, but in a way that I actually feel. There's a difference between knowing people are reading your stuff and you're connected and there's people who know about you as opposed to feeling seen or feeling connected or not alone. And, and I, it dawned on me the other day, thinking of it, it was the coolest feeling. And I realized this is something that is so rare in prison. It's the one thing that we know for sure is that we're alone. And it's the reason season, like, you know, the holidays are so tough because nothing is more obvious that you're alone while you're in prison than the holidays. Because every commercial, every TV show, every movie, they're all holiday related. And so, you know, I just want them to be over while I'm in here. And I know a lot of people in the world do too, right? Like that, she she just, she's not real big on the, on the holidays and stuff. And, uh, yeah, but that's a two. Yeah, that it's a two way thing though too because, you know, I even though I get to talk to you all the time, uh, almost every day, when when the podcasts come up in the recording, you know, I get a lot out of just hearing um, the excitement in your voice and when you get to share stories, it help it helps us too. So it's, you know, like I said, it's a two way street. Yeah, it's just uh, so that's one of the things I was going to save that little that little realization for the end. Um, but, uh, seeing as in how, uh, it's really hard to be like jazzed up when during, under a gray cloudy sky, um, I wanted to jump right on something that's easy to focus on being positive about. And I'm also, you're probably recording this one. So um, that's, yeah, uh, I am. I hit the button. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's positive. That's a good thing. And I also got to tell you in an intent uh, to bring everyone inside the circle, all the pebbles a little closer. Um, let's talk about something positive that's happening in here. I have a kitchen plug. Oh, a kitchen plug. And then I made plug. you define. Oh, you're going to act like it's new. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't already talk about this. Yeah, so I made you guess what a kitchen plug was, and you said what? And I, and I guessed it. I was right. It's uh, a connection, somebody that works in the kitchen or has a connection to the kitchen. Right. Um, the douche of all douches may have, Kylie may have ordered me a secure pack and I may have been able to use food to buy food, which is a super strange transaction. I'm going to use packaged food to buy fresh food. It does seem and, weird. It um, seems really weird. Yeah, I'm going to give you this food for the other food. It's more like trading. Yeah, so it's been a lot of chicken and cheese lately. And you asked if it was like going out to a restaurant and I, with a waiter. And so I said, no, it's more like a mixture of a waiter if he was selling you. It's, it's a more of a mixture of going to a restaurant where he had to come out with a trench coat and uh, with random food stuffed into a bread bag and say, hey, you want this? Uh, you want these chicken? <laughs> and do that. So that's something I've focused on. And uh, here's another positive thing. We didn't cover this in the last time. Um, a ton of people have been going home from here. Like, like quicker, fat. I don't know if it's just the timing or whatever, but the unit is flipped, as we say. Um, when a unit flips, it means there's more new people than, than old people over the last like, couple of 
couple weeks. You know, and it sucks because people like Kylie go home. But here's the here's the silver lining. The annoying, loud guy that seems to just be yelling in your ear every time you're on JPay, and the slow walker that just seems to take up the entire open walkway, they also leave. And you look up one day and you're like, oh, my eardrums are bursting every time I jump on the JPay. <laughs> right? Thank you for using GTL. Hey. Hello. Uh, 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 so I have class tonight. Uh, we've had a couple weeks off of class because of uh, vacation and stuff, and it's finals time, so finishing everything up. And, um, so I'm done with that. I got to turn that in today, and then I got to finish this world religion stuff. And I'm going to be glad to be done with this semester. There's some uh, there's some cool classes coming out next semester, psychology and stuff. We'll be able to take. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's cool. just a little update of some of the shit that's going on over uh, you know over the last couple of weeks, and hopefully we'll get on here with JD. There's been an update with Toro, the 19 year Mexican finally wrote me. He's been missing in action for <laughs> finally good for like two months. Did I tell you this? I didn't tell I know, you. No, because I know we've been trying to get no, a hold of him for a long time. Right, he Jay paid me as real vague, but he said he's alive and he's all right. And that's really all I cared about. You know, at first I was worried because you know he he's got uh, some dark clouds like like a lot of us do, like I certainly have had. But he's good. He's doing good. Everything's good with him. Good. I wrote him back. You know, waiting to hear back for him. Um, JD went on vacation for a little while. He'll be getting back soon. Talk to him. I heard some good news. Greg, cousin Greg, had a, a new baby. Yeah, little girl. Yeah, so everyone's doing good out there. Um, hope the captain's doing good. Yeah. I did. Hey, did when Corey passed away, did uh, Jessica ever send you a thing of his ashes? Yes, she sent like a little package, uh, a box of his ashes, some some personal items of his that. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, would mean something to you, so that you'd have something of his. So that was really sweet. I'd like to see it. Yeah, it's super sweet. Yeah. I would uh, like to see a picture or something. I think she put a little vial so you can, uh, I can like wear it or something on a yeah, necklace. Yeah, yeah, keychain necklace. Cool. Yeah, absolutely, it's really nice. Keychain? No, mom, no, oh. mom, what? no, you know, you don't put, <laughs> man, mom, you don't put ashes on a keychain. Oh. What is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I got all oh, kinds of stuff. Oh man, on my you put it on the dashboard of your car with a spring on it, so every time you turn a corner, it bobble. It's a bobblehead. But uh, a fucking keychain, and just like that. Rama C saves this entire doldrum of an episode with the comment that she that's pure Mama C. That I don't know. Like he Yeah. Yeah, make a coaster out of it. Let's put it make a coaster out of it and you can like rest your fucking Mai Tais on it or whatever whatever it is you're you're drinking. Oh, a pencil it. holder can make yeah. a pencil holder out of his at Corey's ashes. And, and uh, what else? What else is there? Uh, All right. Oh, there's uh, an update on Mr. Project Mayhem. He's um, oh, Mr. Mayhem. For those you don't, do you know? Do you remember which episode number it is? We'll put a link to the episode number. Yeah, it's season. It's a season ten bonus, and it's called Mr. Mayhem. Mr. Mr. Mayhem, for those that don't know, is um, the strongest evidence I've come along so far to prove that we're in a simulation. And the writers of the simulation have a wonderful sense of humor, the coders. And uh, he's just this old man who is not a pebble in the shoe of the prison industrial complex, but a festering thorn. <laughs> and not of the industrial complex, but with just whatever specific unit and whatever specific joint he's in. Um, he's about 185 years old and um, full of piss and vinegar. 
and he's just a nut who's just an amazing. It's great that he exists. He's like Gigi Allen. You don't want to share a room with him, but just knowing he's out there existing is a good thing. So uh, what happened to him? He got out or something? Yeah, so um, the good news is he, because um, <clears throat> for those who aren't familiar, Mr. Mayhem is uh, a disruptor of the prison industrial complex, and I loved how you described him like with a twinkle in his eye because he uh, was getting some kind of chemo or life-saving treatment at the time. And, cancer. Uh, <laughs> right. And you were kind of hoping that, you know, he's okay out in the world or wherever he is. and Or that he survived. That he, he lived survived. To, right. to leave this place, yeah. Right. So he did. He survived. He's, uh, he got out of prison, but he mm-hmm. ended up back in prison. Of and, course. Yeah, and then he got out again. I don't know where he's at, but he is alive. First of all, and I never wish prison on anyone, but he almost needs to be here. Yeah. Just because, just to give this, to raise hell in this place, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, remember we're chopping it. So listen, so listen, we had to throw this one together just to keep something out there. Just, you know, but we're coming back with some shit. So let's get out of here real quick, Mama. See before you uh, delete that. Right. <laughs> <Before, laughs> yeah, something happens. Yes, I love. Listen, cool. Mama. I love you so much. I you love you know, too, you're uh, you're everything to me, and uh, just uh, I was lucky to have been born to you, and to have you taking care of me and all this shit. And with all sincerity, all kidding aside, to the people that are out there, I just I love you guys so much. Appreciate you listening. This is like a little weird family we build, and I'm just so glad to be a part of it. The new season, we got a lot of good stuff coming up, as as usual. So, all right, well, I love everybody out there, too, so thank you. On behalf of everyone, all the new pebbles, all the old ones, Mr. Mayhem, Toro, Cousin Greg, congratulations. J.D., you should be returning to him. I'm going to see you in my job. We love you, and we are gone. We gone. Hi, everybody. Mama C here. For the complete library, full episodes, and bonus content, and mainly to support this cause, visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. To learn more about body and prison reform, visit our website, notesfromthepen.com. And follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.